Entrepreneur on Fire bonus May income report 2015. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Ready to rock your own podcast? Text podcast course to 33444. That's podcast course, all one word, no spaces, to 33444, and you'll be rocking our free 15-day podcast course in no time flat. Ignite. Ladies and gentlemen, Jolly Doom is here, and I am so excited for this bonus podcast episode, May 2015, the Entrepreneur on Fire Income Report. I am joined by the lovely and classy Kate Erickson and the studly CPA on Fire, Josh Bowerly. So Josh, Kate, say what's up to Fire Nation. What's up, Fire Nation? What's going on, Fire Nation? (laughs) Hey, guys. And guess what, Fire Nation? We do have something pretty exciting to report for May. It was a pretty big milestone for us, something that I didn't know if it would ever happen because it's such a huge milestone, but we did officially have our first 500K month. Our gross income for the month of May was $525,059. Our expenses were terrible for that gross income, 97K, for a total net profit of $427,083, which is an increase of over $200,000, almost exactly $200,000 between April and May. So a massive, massive month force for us. And there's a couple specific reasons why May was absolutely so huge. A little uh, little teaser for what's to come, Podcasters Paradise, our biggest revenue generator by far, was closed for 26 of the 31 days in May. So how, how did we still generate over $525,000? We will be touching upon that and so much more, our trip to Hong Kong and the Philippines, But first, as we always do, we start with the incredibly important part of your business, the financial side, taking care of the accounting, the taxes, the bookkeeping, all of this jazz. Nothing would matter if you don't, if you didn't do this part right. And that's why I love the fact that we have every single income report, Josh Bowerly, who is our CPA, who comes on and not only says, hey, like this is 100% legitimate. Everything that Kate and John are reporting is a fact. He has access to all of our accounts, all of our records, and I love being able to just wipe away any potential doubt about anything that we do with a guy as stellar as Josh. And also, guys, remember, cpaonfire.com is always waiting for you. If you just want to, to, to see the great articles, the great videos, he does has some great videos. He's actually, what's that word that uh, YouTube uses for you, Josh, in some of your videos? Verified, I think. Verified, like yeah. the stamp, like they verified you yeah. as like the video tutorial on YouTube for these specific topics. So he's widely renowned in the industry. People at Google love him and he has some really good things to talk about. I know he's he's cringing right now just thinking about my quarterly estimate taxes for Q2 with uh, this month alone. And believe me, I am too, but we'll get past that. And Josh, what are you talking to us about today? 
You know what, John? I blinked, and somehow we're almost halfway through 2015. Ah! What is going on here? It's out of control. And when me and Kate were kind of discussing what we should do this month for a tax tip, I think it was Kate's idea to have kind of a a checkpoint, since we're almost to the midpoint of the year, and just give some some checkpoints that people can ask themselves and see if they're on track with their accounting and taxes. Because I know most people every year, they have that goal. This year, I'm going to take care of my finances. So if that's you, or even if you didn't have that goal, I'm going to give you four questions to ask yourself this month to see where you're at with your accounting and taxes. Sound like a plan? Done. And let's just be honest, uh, not to, you know, kind of disagree with you, but we're at June 6th, baby. We are more than halfway done the year already. <sighs> Insane. <laughs> Where's it going? I don't but know. You, know what, you know what I love about these four questions before we even start? It doesn't matter whether you're making $500,000 a month like Entrepreneur on Fire, or if you're just getting started and might make $20,000 this year. They're going to apply to every business. So here we go. Question number one, is your bookkeeping set up? And John, I know we talk about this topic every single month. The reason we do that is the entire foundation of your tax and accounting systems. Until you have your bookkeeping set up, none of the rest of the questions I'm going to go over, you you can't even answer them. Your bookkeeping is going to tell you where you're at. It's going to tell you what type of entity you should operate in. It's the foundation of everything. So I don't care if you're doing a spreadsheet, if you're doing something like QuickBooks Online, or if you're going to completely outsource it. If you haven't done it yet, get yourself set up on a bookkeeping system today. Question number two. Well, even before we move on to two, because I love our bookkeepers. Let's give those guys a shout out. Kahuna Accounting. Kahunaaccounting.com. I recommend everyone that's looking to outsource their bookkeeping go to them. And they're outsourced for us, but they are in the USA. They're located, I want to say, in Bloomingdale, Illinois. Is that close? It's Illinois. I know that. (laughs) It's definitely Illinois. So they're great people. We actually got to meet them in person at Icon 2015 where I was speaking. They came out. We had a few drinks with them. They are awesome, fun people. They get entrepreneurs. And again, what is that? What's their website? Kahunaaccounting.com. Boom. There you go, Fire Nation. And we'll link it up in the show notes. So uh, continue to number two. Yeah. Number two, are you operating in the right business entity? And there's few things that are going to impact your business more than the right business entity. It's going to impact your legal liability, your tax liability. It it affects everything, how you pay yourself. I mean, it's endless what it impacts. And this is such an important decision. I, I highly recommend you talk with at least a CPA, if not an attorney, before making a final decision. But I'm going to give you three guidelines to help you determine if you're in the right business entity. So if your business is making less than $35,000 a year in net income, and by net income, we mean income after your expenses. So if you're under that $35,000 number and you have no concern of being sued or, or any legal liability, you're just fine operating as a sole proprietor. All right? It's simple. There's no expenses involved. Just, just stay as a sole proprietor. If you're at that $35,000 or less net income and you do have some concern, or even if it's just, maybe you don't have the concern yet, but it's always in the back of your mind, what if someone sues me for something stupid? Go with an LLC. All right, It's going to cost you a little bit of money, a little bit of time, but it's going to help protect your personal assets. So again, if you're under that $35,000 net income, you're at all concerned about legal liability, go with the LLC. And finally, if you're making over $35,000 per year net income in your business, and you're not an S-corporation, you're literally throwing thousands of dollars away, right? I I can't make it more clear than that. I'm amazed at the number of people who come to me and haven't made this move yet. Once you get to the 50,000 range, 100,000 range, we're talking five to $10,000 per more in taxes being thrown away by not making this move, all right? So ask yourself, are you operating in the right business entity? Use these three guidelines to see if 
if you're in the right spot. And finally, talk to someone who knows what they're talking about before making a decision. Yeah, in 2014, we actually had an official number of how much I saved by going S-Corp. And I want to say it was 27000 I mean, it's kind of, I can't quite remember. It was, I'm thinking it was actually about 43000 Oh, 43. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, just a little small chunk of change. Yeah, I mean, thank you, Josh. You're, you've already paid for yourself. <laughs> yeah. So number three, are you deducting everything possible? This is, again, something you and I talk about every month. The tax code has a ton of advantages for entrepreneurs, right? You can't take advantage of those if, if you don't know what you're doing. You've got to deduct things like travel, cell phone, internet, things you're using in your personal life that you're also using in your business. If you're not doing that, you're, you're again, throwing money away. The mindset I want you to adapt is every time you spend money, you need to ask yourself, does this relate to my business in any way? If the answer is yes, there's a good chance we can deduct at least a part of that cost, if not all of it. And finally, tip number four. Uh, it's a little self-serving, but I, I think you'll agree it's a huge one. Huge. Are you talking with a CPA? I mean, if you're waiting till tax season to talk to your CPA, there's nothing they can do for you. It, time's, it's too late. You can't go over any strategies. You can't make any moves. Your taxes are what they are. So I want you to find a CPA. If you already have a CPA, great. Talk to him. Ask if you can set up quarterly meetings with them. It doesn't have to be every day, but you need to be talking with them throughout the year. Make sure you're taking advantage of all these things we're talking about. If you haven't found that yet, you know we're always willing to work with Fire Nation. But one way or another, I need you to talk to a CPA throughout the year, not just at tax time. Now, Josh, a lot of people talk about this in the generalization term, but I mean, the reality is you're a CPA. How many people come to you in February, March, or even April, like April 10th, they're like, here's a shoebox of receipts. We have five days. Save me as much money as possible. And the reality is, you know, you're going to do your best to save them as much money as possible if they're a good potential client. But you must be thinking in the back of your head how much money you could have saved this person if you had just been able to work with them on and off for the course of the year. Absolutely. I mean, I can, I can give you one example. I had a guy this year that could have been an S-Corp last year, cost him $18,000. It was too late. Too late. Oh, yep. painful. So, yep, those, those are mistakes you only make once. I promise you that. All right, Josh, we have anything else for Fire Nation before you bid adieu? You know what? I, I'm, I'm just going to go with an old Chinese proverb here. The, <laughs> the best time to plant an oak tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. Today. I wish you guys would have done this on January 1st. I know how it goes. Some of you might have done it. There's still time. Do it today. You must follow me on Instagram because I just posted that quote like three days ago. Got like 283 likes. Fire Nation, follow me on Instagram at John Lee Dumas. And Josh Bowerly, thank you again, brother, for coming on, for sharing your wisdom, for just being awesome in so many different ways. And Fire Nation, take action. CPAonfire.com. Josh at cpaonfire.com will get you right to his email inbox doorstep. Josh, peace out, bro. See you next month. <laughs> peace. Thanks, Josh. Thanks. Kate, we are going to talk now about something that you've implemented just in the last couple months, which we lovingly refer to as the Fire Nation feature. We have none other than Casey DiStefano as our feature with the Fire Nation feature. So, Take a step back, kind of, again, remind Fire Nation what this is about, then take it away. 
Well, I'm really digging the Fire Nation feature because it allows us to, you know, recognize somebody in the community who's doing awesome things. And actually, John, I think last year we might have skipped the Fire Nation feature just because we had so much to talk about in April. (laughs) But I'm excited to have it back this month. And it was such a hands down no brainer for us to feature Casey because she reached out to us a few weeks ago and she had quite the announcement for us. It actually, I was shocked by it. I was so surprised by her passion, by everything that she had put into this. She even admitted that after she sent that email to us, John, because it was actually an email where she was asking for our blessing to move forward with this project we're going to be talking about today. She said that she she refused to open her email for like two days because she was so um, nervous about how we were going to respond. <laughs> But um, of course, we wrote back to Casey. We got back to her. John, you sent her a voicemail. I responded to her and she was overwhelmed by our feedback and our full blessing to move forward with the official EO Fire fan site. Whoa. Oh, so excited about this. Um, you know, we definitely wanted to chat with Casey and we did um, over a couple of weeks just to make sure that. Her reasons for creating the site were in line with our brand and our mission and our message. That was important to us. I know it was important to Casey too. So, you know, it was great to chat with her, go back and forth a bit. But I kind of want to read what she wrote back to me one day when I, when I emailed her and I just said, Casey, I kind of, I would love to hear a little bit of a background. Like, why are you doing this? Tell me a little bit about yourself. So Casey wrote back and here's what she wrote. I'm, I'll go through this and I might skip over a few things, but if you want to check out her full message, you can head over to our income report post, which is at eofire.com slash income and the number 21. 21? Oh my gosh. Okay. So actually real quick, I was thinking the other day, we are almost at our three year anniversary. Unbelievable. Can you believe it? No. (laughs) Okay. So here's what Casey said, or here's what she wrote to me, but I always imagine people saying what they write. So she says, two years ago, I didn't know anything about running my business. Once I had children, I put my passion in my pocket and settled for a low-paying teaching gig to be able to do something I enjoy while raising my kids. One night while making dinner, I searched for Entrepreneur Podcast, and that's when I found Entrepreneur on Fire. John had me at Are You Prepared to Ignite? (laughs) The EO Fire podcast was a complete life changer. There was so much free value being provided through the podcast. I would listen to two episodes per day, then implement as much as I could in creating my new dream business. Listen, implement, listen, implement. I learned how to realize my passion, model others, and take action, along with about a million other things. The most valuable element of it all was the honesty and transparency from John and Kate. Seriously, it was the first time in my entire career that I had heard of such a thing. Moreover, I realized how unfortunate it was that nobody I knew was an entrepreneur, and I knew I needed to be in the company of entrepreneurs. So I looked at all of my notes and I said to myself, how can I freely give something to others that I'll love doing that will add value to people's lives? And that's when I had my aha moment, an interactive fan site where Fire Nation can come and practice what they've learned through the EO Fire brand where we all add value to each other's lives, just like EO Fire has done for us. 
The site is essentially a playground for entrepreneurs, young and old, to come to be a part of a community, all while putting into practice what they've learned from EO Fire to to progress on their own journey. John and Kate, what you are doing really works. Don't ever stop. John, this is an understatement for me to say that we were just blown away by Casey's passion, (laughs) her dedication to helping Fire Nation come together in one place and to share their talents and lessons learned. So we are incredibly grateful to you, Casey. Thank you for putting this together. Thank you for thinking about Fire Nation. Thank you for coming to us and just sharing your journey with us. Um, Fire Nation, we'd love for you to check out the EO Fire fan site. Casey has it up and going. Um, she's totally working on this independent of us, although her and I have gone back and forth a ton and I've been giving her some of my feedback on the site. But we'd love for you to check it out. It's just eofirefansite.com. eofirefan.com, actually, not fansite. Yeah, sorry. eofirefan.com. Dot com. Oh, you should have kept going. We were like in such concert. <laughs> <laughs> so Casey, thank you for being awesome. Thank you for reaching out and, and just being honest. Like that's what I love in the emails that I get is people are just transparent. They just lay on the line. They share where they are when they first heard about Entrepreneur on Fire, what it, you know, what happens from the point they started listening to weeks, you know, afterwards. And I love when she said, that's when I had my aha moment. Like people get so excited about their aha moments, rightfully so, because they can be so elusive. I mean, my aha moment took 32 years to get to. So when I hear that my aha moment, which was Entrepreneur on Fire, has resulted in so many other people's aha moments, I couldn't be more excited because it is so frustrating just knowing that there's an aha moment out there for you and you just haven't got there yet. And again, I felt that for years, just wondering and listening and hearing other people having it and saying, when's my aha moment coming? And, it, and it's not going to until you continue to expose yourself to the right things. And, you know, Casey, thanks for the EO Fire fan, you know, site. Really appreciate that. It's, it's coming along great. And I know you and Kate are going to continue to make it even better. So awesome for that. Great Fire Nation feature. And keep tuning in, Fire Nation, because we're going to have one of these every single month. And who knows, um, you might be the next Casey DeStefano, or is it DeStefano? I think it's DeStefano. Casey DeStefano. I love this. Great name either way. So (laughs) what else happened in May? Well, number one, we went to Tropical Think Tank. I was honored to be asked back as the only repeat speaker at Chris Ducker's Tropical Think Tank. In fact, the opening keynote speaker, which was such an honor, especially when there was a lineup of Lewis Howes, Darren Rouse, Nick Unsworth, Michael O'Neill, Dan Norris, James Shrammy Shramko. I mean, the list goes on. Amy um, Schmittauer. To include Kate Erickson. Well, I was going to let you announce that, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Schmittauer, who's awesome. And Matt Kimberly, awesome. Just an amazing, amazing lineup on so many different levels. And we had quite the time. I mean, there's a couple things that I want to focus on with Hong Kong. So Kate, as a first timer and as a speaker at Tropical Think Tank, why don't you kind of take over this part of our chat for our May travels and and share with us what happened in Cebu, the Philippines. Tropical Think Tank was 
so good that I wrote an entire post about it. I even included our key takeaways from every single one of the speakers that got on stage. This is a blog post that I wrote. And then it was also an episode on Kate's take. So we have this linked up in our income report. So if you want to check that out, I go into major detail about our time at Tropical Think Tank, why we had such an amazing time. And again, our biggest takeaways. And I not only talk about our biggest takeaways, but I actually give you an actionable challenge that's related to those key takeaways. So if you're looking not only to check out what was talked about there, you can also get a few takeaways for yourself, hopefully. And gosh, John, Chris Ducker and his team blew me away. I've said this so many times, I kind of feel like a broken record. But for anybody who doesn't know about Tropical Think Tank, it's an incredibly intimate event. Chris Ducker and his team put it on in the Philippines. That was my first time traveling anywhere in that hemisphere. And I had a great time. It was at a beautiful resort. It was only 50 attendees and 10 speakers. So it was a very great ratio. I was so impressed. Well, not only by the speakers, of course, you know, these are all people that I've heard of and talked to online, but to spend time in person with the likes of Matthew Kimberly, James Shramko, Dan Norris, Amy Schmidauer, like you said, do, do I say it wrong? Schmidauer? Schmidauer. Okay. I know. <laughs> I think she mentioned something at Tropical Think Tank about perhaps maybe I had pronounced it wrong. I love Amy. It was great to spend time with her. It was great to spend time with all the other speakers. And, you know, I know that we say this all the time, John, but it's because I feel so strongly about it. And both you and I know it's so important. The relationships that we build at conferences like Chris's because of that speaker to attendee ratio is just incredible. I mean, JC actually, a returning attendee from the first Tropical Think Tank, he teamed up with one of the speakers to create a product, to create a service for entrepreneurs. I mean, how crazy is that? Can you imagine being attendee, going to a conference, and by the time you leave, you have actually teamed up with one of the speakers to create something together? That's pretty crazy. I don't think many attendees of conferences can say that about their experience. I feel like that's my wrap on Tropical Think Tank. <laughs> I I like laid all I laid it all out on the line in that post that I wrote. So I would love for anybody who's interested in hearing more to check that out. Yeah, one more time. What's the quick link to that? That would be over at eofire.com slash episode and the number eighty-five. Boom. Boom. And what I love about that too, what you just shared is my man JC, who partnered up with a speaker from last year's Tropical Think Tank, and they founded vroll.com. That's V-E-E roll.com. And it's a great YouTube video service. They are taking off. I mean, this company has the potential to be, and it already is successful. We're talking incredibly successful. And, you know, for me being, you know, coming back to Tropical Think Tank, I knew what to expect. I knew Chris's team is creme de la creme. I knew it was going to be top shelf the entire way, which it was. But it also was cool for me coming this year again and knowing that we have something pretty cool coming up in November and seeing exactly 
what Chris was doing from a you know future event holder myself and really studying it from that perspective and really seeing how that, the 50 attendees were interacting with the 10 speakers and how that ratio just seems so right. And that's actually what we're going to be doing and implementing this coming November. So Fire Nation, if you have any interest in getting on a cruise ship, we're talking a Royal Caribbean cruise ship with Kate, myself, Chris Brogan, Andrew Warner, Chris Ducca is going to be there as well. Jill and Josh Stanton, Tim Page. I mean, the list goes on. We have the top podcasters in the industry on this cruise. It's going to be amazing. November 1st to the 7th, leaving out of Fort Lauderdale. Uh, I'm going to be hitting Grand Cayman, Haiti. We're going to be hitting, what's that third island? Jamaica. Um, oh, Jamaica me crazy, obviously. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Oh, brilliant. And we are excited for that. And we took away so much from what Chris is doing so we can implement that on our podcastcruise.com. So just visit podcastcruise.com. Check out what we have going on there. You do not need to be a podcaster. You don't have to have a podcast. You just have to want to hang out with what's going to turn out to be 60 amazing people on a cruise ship Everything included. It's going to be unbelievable. Podcastcruise.com. Check it and out. And John, uh, let me say real quick too. You mentioned you don't have to have a podcast. You don't have to be a podcaster currently in order to attend this cruise and hugely benefit from it. Another cool thing that I love about what we're going to be doing is that uh, all of our stage talks from the incredible speakers that you just mentioned and many more, they're going to be focused on how podcasting can help you grow your business. So it's not really necessarily about us talking about how a podcast could be your business. It's about how you could leverage podcasting to grow an existing business or a completely different business idea. So I really love that we're kind of bringing that aspect to it. Like if you think about podcast movement, that's really focused on your podcast. This podcast cruise is going to be focused on how podcasting can help you grow your business, how you could be leveraging it in your existing business. So I really love that element of it. Yeah. And I mean, I almost forgot, you know, besides mentioning Chris Brogan and Andrew Warner and Chris Ducker, that, you know, just amongst other speakers, Chase Reeves of Fizzle. I mean, this guy is going to be the MC. Talk about an amazing MC. I couldn't picture a better one. So love Chase. Going to be amazing. And we're going to move forward now because when Kate and I left Tropical Think Tank, we went to a little place called Hong Kong. And I call it a little place. It's probably the worst explanation of it ever because it is like three New York cities stacked on top of each other. And I say stacked on top of each other because it is the highest city in the world. Fun fact, hashtag Hong Kong. 35% of the population in Hong Kong lives on the 14th floor or higher, which is absolutely insane. You look around, all you see are skyscrapers upon skyscrapers. I mean, I don't, I think that San Diego would be swallowed up in like an alleyway of Hong Kong. It's unbelievable how big this place is. And luckily, Kate and I did not have to tackle this on our own because we went with the founders of Tropical Think Tank, Chris and Erz Ducker. Erz is Chris's wife. And they had been to, uh, to Hong Kong many times. So they were just the hostesses with the mostest, not only in Cebu, but then for us in Hong Kong. And we went around, took ferry rides. We saw our Hong Kong from 100 stories high at the Sky Bar. We went to the night markets where I bought a lot of stuff. You know, it's kind of funny. Like we went there. <laughs> 
And I was like, oh my God, Kate's going to buy a lot of stuff and it's going to be annoying because then we got to try to find a way to pack it in our bags. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say anything. As Jill would say rude. Rude. <laughs> and we get to the end of the night market and here I am like lugging 15 purchases and Kate has like, I don't know, did you, you had like a, a bracelet for Stella or something. It was like, you had basically nothing. So it was no, like, I had chopsticks for my parents and chopsticks for your parents. <laughs> so it was the exact opposite. I ended up being the person who was like the shopaholic, but we had such a blast. We had some amazing dim sum experiences, some not so amazing dim sum experiences, but all in all, we had a blast. Um, we have some hysterical pictures, hysterical pictures at eofire.com slash income 21. You don't want to miss these pictures. Myself and Chris Ducker making the weirdest faces I've ever seen. Uh, myself mimicking one of the more weird statues I've ever seen, but doing it amazingly well. Um, Urs and Kate looking like ballerinas. Uh, a couple panoramic shots of the four of us that are epic and then a hysterical double photos of a painting which unless you know it's a painting you probably don't even think it's a painting but just know the last two photos the background is actually a there's not really a guy there it's a painting but just see how funny and real it looks it's unbelievable and you know something we forgot to mention kate i can't believe you let this go a tropical think tank in your wrap-up, I'm going to have to call it like a, an air quote wrap-up because how could it really be a wrap-up when he even talked about meeting Team Fire? Hey, uh, don't you see the next section in our income report? Well, yeah, but you're like, I'm done talking about Tropical Think Tank. and I Well, like, that's because I knew that we had this whole section. <laughs> I gave Team Fire its own section. Okay, well, take it away then. <laughs> well, first of all, I want to give you props because you actually trying to interact with this guy in the painting is so epic. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, I love it. So, well, big shout out to Chris and Urs as we wrap up our Hong Kong trip because that was, it was such a good time. It was so great to spend that time with them. And yeah. And real quick, get over to chrisducker.com. He has some really cool things going mm-hmm. on coming up soon that you want to know about. So get on that newsletter list. Make sure you're listening to his new business podcast. It's a great podcast. He's been doing it for a long time. Great personality as a podcaster. So Yeah. Awesome. So Team Fire Ignites, we got to hook up with JM and Jess in the Philippines at Tropical Think Tank. This was our plan all along. We actually had been going back and forth with JM and Jess for quite some time because we flew them out to Cebu. Both of them are on different islands, so they are not on Cebu where the tropical think tank was. And uh, so we had planned the entire time to fly them over for the weekend. But it wasn't until the event got a lot closer that we were really communicating with them about, you know, when are we going to meet up? How are we going to spend time together? All that good stuff. Turns out, John, you and I are on a flight to Hong Kong. Hong Kong was our stopover. We had 45 minutes to make a connection to Cebu, I believe. So we land in Hong Kong. We were supposed to land at, I think, 3.30 and our flight was at 4.15. So already we're up against ridiculous odds to make a connection in 45 minutes at an international airport. Turns out we lost some time in the air and we are literally landing as our flight to Cebu is taking off. So unfortunately, we were in Hong Kong for the night. Well, I don't know. Is that unfortunate? It was kind of cool. We got to rest up at a beautiful hotel. Anyway, we were supposed to be meeting up with Jess and JM that night and the next morning. 
turns out because of that misconnection, we weren't able to do that. So we were actually kind of thinking, wow, I mean, it's great that JM and Jess have this weekend in Cebu. We're super excited about that. But what if we don't even get to see them? I, John, you got to meet JM last year, but I I hadn't met JM or Jess in person. We were so looking forward to this, and I know that they were too. So anyways, we finally touched down. We get in touch with them um, once we're in Cebu the next morning, and we figured out a time that we could meet. It was like a one-hour window before we went to dinner. Was that the first night we were there or the second, John? Second. Second night. Um, so we brought JM and Jess to the hotel where we were staying and we got to spend an hour together with them. We so wish it could have been more time, but once we touched down, man, our schedule was just like insane. Plus JM and Jess were only there for like another day. It was, um, oh my gosh, it was so cool to meet them in person. Um, Jess actually teared up, which made me tear up. Oh my gosh, bless her heart. It was great to see them in person. We got to talk about business in person for the first time ever. You know, we talked about how they were feeling about their work. We asked them questions about if there were any new ideas that they had for the business. It was just, it, it was so real to get to hang out with them. I mean, we have these virtual team members. We're on Skype with them every day. We email with them every day. So we do feel like this very close connection to them. I mean, I feel like I know Jess very well. I know about her husband. I know about her kids. I know about her mom. I know about where she lives. I know about the weather. But to be face-to-face just takes it to a whole nother level. So that was just really neat for us to be able to spend some time with them in person. We have a great picture of the four of us hanging out. And so sweet. JM and Jess bring us gifts. How sweet is that? <laughs> I, they are, they're the best. They're the best. That's all. It was awesome hanging out with the team in person, just getting to sit down and, and just have conversations like, you know, and as a group hanging out and you just can't, you can't beat it. So if you have the opportunity to meet your VAs in person, you're just going to form bonds that, you know, just really go even further than a Skype or emails could ever do. So awesome stuff all around. So moving forward, we have been, you know, pretty active with Podcasters Paradise recently. I mean, we had our biggest ever month of May, which led to our biggest month ever at $394,000 in, in, in revenue. I mean, you know, we had an invoice total of $394 for Podcasters Paradise, which is massive, which is insane. And so to really quickly brush over, and this was really detailed out in our February income report. So go back and listen to that episode for full details on that. But, you know, we did a, every three months, we kind of try to do something awesome as far as not only adding a ton of value, but finding different ways to just make paradise even stand out and become more awesome than it already is. And so every three months, we also do something like a price increase so that the price and the investment reflects the value within, et cetera. So back in February, we did a great paradise push um, where in four days, we just went ahead and did a $25 increase for four days, letting people know about it brought in 125 members in four days, which was massive and awesome and super exciting. And so then we were looking at May. And we're like, okay, it's been three months. You know, We've done some pretty cool things and we're about to do some really awesome things. Plus, we're leaving for like 12 days. We're going to be out of a country. Why not actually close the doors to paradise 
and allow our team to kind of just focus inwardly while we're gone and in the Philippines and Hong Kong amongst some other things. And plus, it's going to be another great opportunity to provide some scarcity. And Fire Nation, I'm always talking about the importance when you are marketing, when you're creating a product, a service, there always has to be some kind of real scarcity involved if you really want to make sure and maximize everything that you're doing with that, with that push, with that sale, whatever that might be. And so for us, we're like, listen, we're going to be leaving for, for the Philippines. So over the first four days in May, let's go ahead and have a closing of the doors campaign. That way we can you know, really work with our new team member, Lisa, who we just brought on. She's based out of New Jersey. She's amazing. And she's helping manage and run this accountability partner program that we've set up where we will match you up with an accountability partner who's at a similar level as you within the first 72 hours of you joining Paradise. And if you want, instead of a mastermind of a few people, she'll make that happen as well. Plus, we're doing Paradise in-person hub meetups All over the world, we're setting these up, and they are going on every single month all over the country. In fact, Kate and I attend the San Diego one, and we have an absolute blast, and Lisa's in charge of setting all that up. So there was a lot of training that we wanted to do with her with that. Plus, we updated and added video tutorials during this time. We upgraded our onboarding process to make it even more awesome, and just other administrative updates, you know, as far as merchant accounts and gateways and just smoothing everything out. So it was an, an incredible month where we were able to just focus not on all these new members continuing to come in, which we love, of course, but we could just focus on the inside and the inner workings of Paradise. So we did that for the month of May, plus, of course, that travel as well, where we were just traveling and having fun. So it was an amazing month for all of those things. And we since now, just a couple days ago, um, at the beginning of June 2015, open the doors to Paradise. So Paradise is back open. Everything is back up and the new members are pouring in. And what's really exciting is that during May, during those five days, we welcomed in 254 new members who were on the fence. They just weren't sure when they were going to join. But when we said, hey, we are closing the doors for a little while, they're like, well, I want to get in now because I know I'm going to be a lifetime member. So I might as well jump in now and get in you know, before the doors close and the price increase, et cetera. So that was an incredible opportunity for us to do all of those things, to really have our record breaking month of May. And there's just a lot of things that go into that. And of course, you know, one thing that we note in the income report is during the month the paradise was closed, we had, you know, a notification list. So if people wanted to opt in and get notified that the minute we opened paradise up, they were able to. And because of that, we actually opened the doors just to that list, which ended up being 560 people two days before we opened it to everybody else and gave them a little something special, which was a lot of fun and resulted in a lot of awesome sales. So Kate, do you want to kind of add anything to that or did I do a good job? Well, you did a very nice job. (laughs) But (laughs) Um, No, I I think that was an awesome recap. And you know, the one thing that I just want to mention and that I think is such a huge takeaway, like even when I was writing this part of the income report, I thought, man, how powerful is our podcast interestless? Yeah. Like we are not out there when we talk about like opening and closing the doors, when we talk about our paradise push, when we talk about like all these things that we're doing in podcasters paradise, we're not spinning our wheels and spending big dollars on marketing or advertising this. 
all we're doing is reaching out to an interest list of people who have raised their hands and told us that they're interested in podcasting. Like that is the power and the importance of segmenting your list. That is the power and the importance of building an email list. These people that we're reaching out to, the five days when we welcomed 254 new members into Podcasters Paradise, that was just us emailing our email list of our podcast interest list. So if you're working um, and you're feeling like you're doing a ton of marketing and you have this course and nothing's happening and, and you're feeling frustrated, really start focusing on how you could provide free value, whether that be through a webinar or a free course. How can you get people who are genuinely interested in what it is that you have to offer, sign up to a list, and how can you segment that list and continue providing them value so that when it is time for you to open up that community or maybe try and sell that product, you already have an interested and engaged list of people who you've been nurturing over time, who you've given a ton of value to already, not who you're just paying for on Facebook and then like throwing some $500 product at them. You know, this is about nurturing a list, giving them a ton of free value, and then waiting for an opportunity like a Paradise Close to then again, like I said, we welcome in 254 members in five days, just emailing our podcast interest list. I mean, it's just crazy to me. It stands out to me so much the importance and the power behind a list. And I've been really just pounding this drum for a while to so many people, anybody that asks, but the best thing that we ever did for Podcasters Paradise is free podcast course. I mean, that has been such a game changer where we provided an incredibly valuable 15-day completely free and complete course to people. And that list is now over 12,500 people. And, you know, I'll give a call to action right now because this is pretty cool for people listening. If you have a podcast or are thinking about starting one, not only can I just say to you now, hey, go to freepodcastcourse.com to sign up for this free 15-day podcast course, which you can, or you can just text the word podcast course. That's all one word, podcast course, no spaces, to 33444. So go ahead, text podcast course to 33444. And guess what? You're going to experience what's called lead digits. You're going to immediately be signed up for a free podcast course from your smartphone, which is podcasters and podcast listeners. We know so many people listen. Over 50% now are people are listening through their smartphones. So this, as a podcaster, is such a great marketing opportunity. So I definitely encourage you to try that. Um, if you are podcasting or using any kind of audio format whatsoever. So great recap, Kate. Definitely agree with everything you said. It's been such a game changer for us. And let's now move into our actual income breakdown. And we're not going to spend a lot of time here because you can go to eofire.com slash income 21 and get all the details of this for sure. But we'll, we'll, we'll touch the highlights. Number one, Podcasters Paradise. $393,000. Amazing, amazing invoice total for us for the month of May. Going down, webinar on fire was over 7000 Our sponsorship revenue was $95,000. Massive, our biggest month by far. Fire Nation Elite was 10800 And that was really our product and service income majority right there. And I'll tell you something right now. Studying our income makes me realize, number one, is that we're making a ton of it. But number two, if you really break down the percentages in a pie, 
we rely heavily, heavily on the majority of our revenue from really just two areas, sponsorships and just one of our products or communities, Podcasters Paradise, which really made me step back as a business owner and say, I really want to have more diversified revenue streams than just that. And so stay tuned, Fire Nation, because something pretty cool is coming your way. Uh, affiliate income, we did bring in over $14,000. Uh, one thing that was huge was our Bluehost. Um, and we have a great Bluehost guide for anybody at eofire.com slash Bluehost guide. Um, number two on this list would probably have to be, where is this? Um, yeah, I'd say it's our free audio book that we offer at eofirebook.com. That brought in over $2,200. So just that kind of call to action, go to eofirebook.com. Dot com brought in over $2,200. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that over time, Fire Nation, it can grow and grow and grow. Now, our expenses were $97K in total. And again, we list all the details out at eofire.com slash 21. So check that out if you want to find anything else out about that. So our total net profit, again, was $427,083. Amazing month. We don't expect June to be anywhere near there for obvious reasons of that huge, huge success we had with the doors closing of Paradise in May. But June's already shaping up to be a pretty good month, and we'll be having those details in about a month from now. But Kate, bring us forward into our biggest lesson learned for May. Yeah, I also want to mention, I'm glad that you brought up lead digits. I can't believe I didn't include something in oh, here about that because May was the first time that we really launched that out. But but really June, to be honest, because June is when I started implementing the new intros and outros. So I think... In the podcast. Yeah, yeah, so let's really put that down for, for June's income report. We'll do a full, full rundown, Fire Nation. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we'll definitely talk about lead digits next month. Okay, um, lesson learned in May. Big risk, big reward. Now, I won't go into a ton of detail here, but I do kind of lay out an entire story for you over on the post that uh, accompanies the income report. And really, it was about it was about specifically the paradise close that idea that you came up with John to do that. But really, this applies to so many different things in our business, because I feel like we kind of have this thing where John you come into my office and you say, <laughs> listen here, Kate, you bust out the bouncy ball thing and you sit on it. And that's when I know things are real. They're getting serious. Well, it's not just a bouncy ball. What's that? What's it actually called? Um, oh, stability what? ball. Stability ball. Yeah. I, yeah. I, when I was writing the report, I was like, what do they call those things? I actually had to Google it. <laughs> and then you forgot probably. Yeah. Well, I did. I just did forget because right. I didn't know what to call it. <laughs> that's what I said. Um, okay. So... <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so that's usually how it goes. You come in and, and you talk about, um, you know, a big idea that you have. And typically you, you are a risk taker. Like if we think back to Sally Hogs, Hogshead's How to Fascinate Test, like you are a big picture, big risk. Um, you're not really afraid to put yourself out there or put something on the line because you know that to get a big reward, you have to risk big. For me, on the other hand, I'm the exact opposite. That makes me really nervous. And I usually try and think about, you know, what might happen if we do that. And so recently, when you came into my office, because actually, I think your idea when you talked to me about the paradise closed, what was that? 
maybe 24 hours before we actually did it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you're such an action taker. That's another thing uh, from your fascination test. Anyway, I said I wasn't going to spend a lot of time on this and I get talking about (laughs) it and then I get so fired up. Okay, so making big decisions in your business It's obviously shouldn't be taken lightly. You should be thinking about, you know, the scenarios and the different things that might happen as a result. But a huge lesson learned for us in the month of May is that sometimes big risks come with a big reward and the paradise clothes prove that, Um, you know, my immediate response when you talked about closing the doors to paradise I, I I think I actually told you, John, I think the risk is way too big for us to do that. What if we discourage people by closing the doors? What if we close the doors and that causes us to lose momentum? I mean, we've been building momentum for Podcasters Paradise for over two years. Like, what if that momentum kind of dies out if we close the doors? We both acknowledge these concerns. You were strong in your stance. And and I think you, I, I, you know, I remember you saying to me, Kate, sometimes in business, we have to take big risks in order to net a big reward. So I think that we've both learned a whole lot about mindset, um, about taking big risks. And John, without you there to be that steady, strong stance, um, gosh, who knows where we'd be. But <laughs> if there's one thing we can definitely be sure of, it's that what we've created here at Entrepreneur on Fire, none of it would exist if we didn't continue to take big risks, despite any types of fear or doubts or uncertainty or any of that stuff that could otherwise hold us back. We wouldn't have anything that we have, we would not have this business. We would not have created Entrepreneur on Fire, Podcasters Paradise, Webinar on Fire, Fire Nation Elite. None of it would exist if we didn't continue to take big risks. So big lesson learned. Yeah. And the results are in too. I mean, momentum, not lost. 254 sales in the days leading up to the closing the doors, 125 sales in the four days post opening the doors. And we're going to be talking about that a lot more in the June income report because that actually happened in June and a lot of lessons learned from there. But, you know, there does need to be the other side of the coin needs to be talked about very briefly as well is that big risk can result in big rewards and it can also result in big failures and flops, which is why it's hugely important to have that, you know, other side of the spectrum, Kate Erickson on the, on the team to bring up the potentials. And, you know, and there's actually something really specific that we will talk about in June that I wanted to do when we reopened the doors. The Kate was like, wait a second, are you thinking about this? And I said, no, and I never would have. And it would have been a huge, huge mistake. But because of Kate's examining all the angles, we did the right thing. It was a massive success, and I'm so thankful for that. So a little teaser for June's income report coming up in about 30 days. And what an epic income report. We, we kept it under an hour, by, but not by much. So Kate, why don't you take us home, bring Fire Nation, what you think you want them to, to lead this income report with? Ah, so many. I I feel like, you know, we talk about a lesson learned at the end, but really every time we go through everything that we did during the month, you know, I feel like every single one of those things has a big, huge takeaway from it. So Fire Nation, I hope you feel the same way. If not, we would love to hear from you. If you head over to eofire.com slash income 21 and you drop down to the comment section and you feel like you did not take anything away from this, you know, let us know because we write these income reports for you. It's a great look back for us, 
but we really write these to help you, um, you know, get an inside look at our business, get a behind the scenes look at what we've been up to in, over the past month, how we're generating revenue, what we're spending, you know, what our expenses are, what it takes to run a business. That's what we're really in this for. So we'd love to hear from you. We hope that these reports are helpful and big risk, big reward. Don't let that fear hold you back. Fire Nation Ignite. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. Are you ready to rock your own webinar? Visit thewebinarcourse.com and sign up for our free 10-day webinar course today. Have an inspired day and ignite.